the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now at KDOW.biz and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Still going live shows. No best ofs, no holidays for me until the markets get us to where we feel comfortable. But here's my issue with that. It's going to be the back half of 2020 where the numbers start reflecting very poorly especially on year-over-year comparisons. So we're not out of the woods yet. Today's stocks are rising on probably the best news that a lot of us could say out loud. Reopening plans. Now, will it be too soon? Some countries have opened back up too soon, and they've said we shouldn't have done that. But that's not for me to say. Coronavirus unleashes insane bubbles in stocks that have gone up, biopharmaceutical stocks, for instance, some of them. If we go back to work and if COVID doesn't get worse, there's going to be some stocks that you wish you didn't have. Start thinking about ideas like that. Warren Buffett's talking today, but it's not what I really wanted him to talk about. I wanted him to come in and say, okay, I'm buying an oil company or I'm buying an airplane company. One of the two sectors that have got really ravaged. But he's actually talking about how capitalism does make the wealth gap wider. We'll talk a little bit about that as the show goes on. But markets are – they started off positive, albeit not kind of rocket ship. March, we had rocket ship up, rocket ship down. April, we had rocket ship recover sideways to up. Now that we're starting to close in on May – We kind of got a lot of the volatility out of the market in March. We saw less volatility in April. What will May look like? It's a big question. Stocks are rising as there's reopening plans out there. Optimism. Um, Taking a look at uh, the overall markets today. 
uh, up very, very mildly. Apple shares have had a little bit of weakness. There's a story out of the Wall Street Journal that the company is delaying production of its 2020 iPhone by one month. Is it tied towards Wuhan? Is it tied towards China's manufacturing that came offline? Or is it tied towards technical glitches? Or is it tied towards, let's wait a little bit so we can get some more technology in so we can see if companies like AT&T and Verizon can, can support us with some advertising situations along those lines of a new phone. State economies are targeting to reopen. How does that make you feel? Caterpillar's in the news today. Um, downgraded to underweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. That's supposed to be one of those companies, Caterpillar, a big industrial company. They make big tools to push nerd around. Most boys love their product, you know. We want the president or Congress to say, you know, our next stimulus plan isn't always going to be to uh, bail out small businesses. Although one senator said this weekend, let's let's stop playing games. Let's just fund this. Um, but the next spending plan, it's probably not going to be a check directly to you. But your uncle, who might be a construction worker, might start building a bridge in San Francisco. I know you're saying, don't we have enough bridges in San Francisco? Maybe. But that's the idea. We'll start. We'll put people to work. And we'll get things out of them. Bridges and roads and airports. Things started on a rough note for the stock market last week with oil. This week, not so much. (laughs) What a weird week last week was. Um... But again, we can't we can't ignore this. Oil's at thirteen dollars a barrel right now. That's still pretty darn weak. And what a lot of analysts want us to walk away from last week is that it got brutal out there. And oil's telling us something. It's not telling us like, oh, hey, I'm super cheap. That's cool. It's telling us that there's weak demand out there, and we have too much of it. Can't store it. Still a ton of cash on the sidelines right now, which is driving what are referred to as flat squeezes right now, where the market is not doing a lot, but it's showing some resilience because there's a lot of cash on the sidelines. Right now, there's still a preference for high-quality growth stocks. As much as the analysts and the strategists can get on CNBC or even on these shows like CFP Chad Barton. There's value here. Sometimes Wall Street won't even pay attention to value. It'll say, I kind of want to get back to Microsoft again or Apple. The high quality growth. There's still an expectation right now of more positive news than negative news to be heard in the next couple of weeks. With respect to COVID-19 treatments, there's still a willingness to look past the second quarter, third quarter, potentially fourth quarter earnings that are going to be miserable. We're in earnings season number one. So that's really January, February, March. We don't have Christmas in there. We kind of have the hangover January. And then we have March, which things started to fall apart. But next quarter, in 90 days, we're going to be talking about we had full-blown COVID, April, May, June. Then again, if the economies could start opening back in May, 
when do we see sports? I don't know. There's still a Fed right now that's working with the markets saying we could boost liquidity. They were a little slow in 2008, 2009, and had the Fed acted quicker, had Congress acted quicker, we might have not gone into the Great Depression. That's what we think we've learned is that speed and size matters in bailouts. So this one, it, it seems to have gone a little bit faster as far as <clears throat> the, the dollars going out the door. Makes you wonder, why did the federal government do this in the first place? <laughs> oh, the cynics out there. I'm cynical and sarcastic. And uh, anyhow, one of the things I'm starting to talk about in the whole first segment today is that we're, a lot of us are betting that bad news is behind us, that the narrative is as bad as it's going to get, and now it should get better. But <clears throat> starting 2020, we had a very rich stock market where the big question was multiple expansion. And yeah, we do know that for a large part of 2019, we were playing this tariff war game with China. So when we'd open that back up and said, oh, everything's fine right now, when that happens and was in the process of happening before COVID, we could have had some pretty easy compares for the president. A lot of his re-election timing strategies were tied towards look tough on China. Um, Weaken our economy, weaken their economy, then settle. So everything starts looking better as we go into election season. Interesting times, is it not? We have a very, very rich stock market, and we have some earnings problems for the next six months. Maybe longer, maybe shorter, but that's the idea there. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Rob Black is funny on Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. I do really, really appreciate it. I'm doing, I think, my best work when markets are sideways and or markets are down. It becomes very easy to sometimes get caught up in the stock market always goes up, which is after a 10-year period. We were richly, richly valued. I'm not 100% thrilled with where the market is right now. We've had a very nice recovery. Have we earned it? We don't know yet. There's still a lot of question marks about how bad the numbers are going to be. This is earnings week, and this is a great time to be an investor. If you get a chance, listen into some conference calls, especially – This week, you get Microsoft and Apple. I mean, I think those are pretty exciting companies. Las Vegas Sands is in the news today. It is sort of playing 
Las Vegas Sands, and MGM and Wynn Resorts are all up over 5%. The market's up one or fractions, right? Las Vegas Sands, MGM Resorts, and Wynn Resorts, all casinos, all the – it's just the wrong thing. We have to get in a plane to get to their casinos. We have to stay in hotels at their casinos, and we have to touch the cards if we're playing or the slot machines. It, it's just not good. Then you mix in a lot of cigarette smoke, eh, respiratory disease, no thank you. But all of them are moving bigger than the market today, and they're all saying, buy me, buy me. I've got some momentum because we were punished hard with COVID. Norwegian Cruise Line, same thing, up 6% today. Elsewhere, as far as stories go, Amazon, um, they're up slightly. This is a company that has been a winner in the last 45 days, hitting all-time highs. And it's kind of funny because I've gotten the fewest amount of deliveries from Amazon. But I think one of the things that I think a lot of us are getting out of this is Instacart's pretty easy. And having groceries delivered is something we can get used to. Supreme Court rules in favor of health insurance companies who are seeking $12 billion from the government for Obamacare payments. United Healthcare, Humana, Anthem, Cigna, Mohina Healthcare, all moving higher today. <clears throat> so that's a weird one where <clears throat> we don't get to talk often and say um, Supreme Court. Like right now we're talking COVID, we're talking death, we're talking uh, New York City, we're talking, you know, we're not talking Supreme Court. It's kind of nice. A company called Audio Codes um, is collaborating with Google to integrate telephony voice services with virtual agents developed with Google Dialogflow bot framework. More robots coming our way. <clears throat> Yay. Um, and a very natural language interaction powered by AI bots, right? <laughs> oh, no. Zoom video. They've been getting a lot of pandemic attention in play, right? Going from 10 million users in a day to 100 million to 200 million to 300 million super fast. On Friday, it was a Friday, it might have been Thursday. <clears throat> but Facebook came out and said, look, we can do that. There's nothing special that Zoom's doing. We can host up to 50 people at a room. And we've been playing with video conferencing your friends for a while, so let's just roll it out. So that's out there. Audio Codes is one of those companies that has a lot of technology that makes doing a radio show like this possible. I'm not live in studio, so my voice has to be coded and processed and decoded. So Audio Codes is a publicly traded company <clears throat> is sort of in the business of supplying the firepower to Zoom video, to Google telephony, to Microsoft, to Skype products, right? Another company that's been a big winner in all this is Microsoft, as we're using a lot of their software to remotely work with teams that we used to work with in person. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Ubabe says Japan will approve Remdesivir for coronavirus patients in May. Now, you may remember Remdesivir in Gilead Sciences last week had a bad week. 
there was a study that was published too soon before it's finished, question mark. We don't still know. And it basically said Rimsdivir isn't really working if you're taking it late in the process. But if you take it early in the process, we see some promise. But getting fully funded with people filled out, fully flushed out trials and labs right now is very, very difficult. So a lot of these studies are leaking data when there's 12 people involved and not more of a wider sample. Papa John's pizza got downgraded. An industry that has done very, very, very well in times of COVID is pizza and food delivery. Ticker symbol is PZZA for Papa John's. Um, Just the analyst is reducing the rating to neutral. The company has had success with its solid execution and good position in the last couple of months. And their stock has gone well. So the analyst is saying, you know, we're going to take a little bit off the table because we just saw how Domino's Pizza reported their numbers. And we don't think we don't want to use the word aggressive multiples. We, we want to go less aggressive. There's also something to be said in the last 45 days that things that have done well, maybe shave them in case we are setting up kind of a sideways digestion of an earning season kind of move. Um, anyway, that's out there. Microsoft and Coca-Cola have announced a strategic partnership. Delivering rich new digital experiences. Huh. I'm underwhelmed by that one so far, right? But Microsoft Azure, Dynamics 365, Microsoft 365, uh, big relationship. Uh, I don't get the tied towards the customer. I get towards their employees, but not the customer. Beyond Meat kind of had an interesting week last week. So an analyst is coming out and saying, let's short it. Or let's call it a sell. Saying that Beyond Meat still needs restaurants to grow with exciting multiples. If we're just going with grocery stores, not not enough to get excited about. A lot of people need restaurants. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Um, sat in the sunshine yesterday. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to do that since this whole thing started, but got a little bit of a sunburn. Now I've got a little bit of a stuffy, stuffy nose due to the allergies. I know there's my health update for you. I'm Rob Black. I'm getting the black lung, Bob. Talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
So I made a bit of a mistake. I'm going through every movie I could think of. <clears throat> and I slightly remembered John Candy in the 80s and 90s as a funny dude. I watched Cool Running. That was fine. It was okay. Um, Jamaican bobsled team, cute. He had a couple good moments in it, but it wasn't funny. Have you watched Splash with Tom Hanks? I didn't know Splash was so, I mean, almost PG-13. Is Tom Hanks wanting to, to hook up with a mermaid numerous, numerous times in the movie. And there was one funny line, and it was John Candy. I was like, I remember him as being more funny. Like a Chris Farley, laugh out loud, and nope. And I tried Uncle Buck, and not even not even one line of funny. Things don't age well, right? The lesson there is sometimes we remember fondly. 2008, Great Depression. And then we get 10 years up in the stock market, and we forget how bad that depression was. Um, the Great Recession. Not depression. But it, it was bad. And we were at 14, 15% unemployment on minorities in the United States. And then we marched to the best numbers we've had. Everyone had a job who wanted a job, essentially. You could argue how well-paying they were. I get it. But... We went. Sometimes you remember things in a, in a very fond and romantic way. We were so close to losing our banking system. We lost two major financial institutions that were a hundred years old. Now, again, the only reason I bring that up is because when we see a company like Sears slowly die, it happens in front of our face. We go, "Well, I haven't been there since I was a kid, or I haven't been there since I lived in Kentucky, or I haven't been there since." Well, so it's always something like that, right? But Bear Stearns and Lehman went from, these are, yeah, they're strong companies, to gone. We're not there right now. Casper Mattress is up 9%. Anytime I see that, I'm like, why? Um, I think the big story of the day is Apple delaying their phone one month instantly. We like to get those phones, not we. Uh, the company likes to get their fo- those phones in kids' hands for back to school. Yeah, that, that looks about right. <laughs> what does back to school look like at this point? Apple's going to lay mass production of its next iPhone. Several analysts have also predicted the coronavirus and adding 5G connectivity could add delays. So <clears throat> if their product cycle is tightly wound to one year, what if it becomes 13 months? What if it becomes 14 months? What if it becomes 15 months? I remember the last time Apple had a problem with, I would say, production that was dramatic PR. Sometimes like they don't get enough phones and you have to wait. They announced the phone in September and you have to wait till November to get your phone kind of thing. That, that They've had that, right? But the one that reminds me of the antenna gate where the antenna was causing problems and it's like, uh-oh. What do they have to stop manufacturing, redesign it, fix it, and get it back out? It's a big concern when you're tied towards such a product cycle. Um, Apple is planning four new iPhones, including a 5.4-inch screen, a 6.1-inch screen, two of them, and a bigger 6.7-inch screen. Flagship iPhones... Um, 
being delayed obviously it would change the way we think or would we just say it's going to push it one quarter out? Bank of America said in March, the 5G iPhone could be delayed due to coronavirus. JP Morgan has said that Apple's new iPhone could be delayed one or two months. The Nikkei Asian Review said in March that Apple was considered delaying the iPhone launch by months because of issues related to consumer demand. So maybe they have the technology there, but they want to wait till people can go back to stores. Or maybe it's going to be an interesting question on how companies like Disney, how they get us back into the theaters and what it looks like. And do they delay Mulan one more time from, I guess it was March or April? Do they delay it to June? They've already done that. Do they go to July? They've done that. Does it get pushed out again? they got a big investment in it. Apple's got a big investment in their technology, their phones, and their phone cycles. I am interested to see what Apple does with health products in 2021 as a way of pushing the phones. I don't know the technicals of it, but you get the a watch with a thermostat. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are kind of saying, when we go back to restaurants, maybe they'll take your temperature before you go in. Well, if you have a watch, ching, maybe hit a ching kind of thing. I don't know. I will be interested to see if Apple accelerates any health care sensors in their product. Again, anytime you do that, you have to go through the FDA because are you a medical device company and or not? <clears throat> Good times, no? Pretty weird watching the news this weekend of people going back to nail salons and seeing the nail salon person with a mask and gloves and seeing the person sitting in the chair with a mask. It was kind of nice to see, but at the same time, it was kind of weird. New York City is going to hire a 1,000 healthcare workers in May to trace coronavirus cases. Um, interesting times. Oil plunges 25%. So oil's going to be a problem through the summer, trying to figure out what it means. Oil prices plunged 25% today on fears that worldwide storage will soon fill as coronavirus pandemic continues to hurt demand. Now, you know, we said we're talking about the economies are starting to open back up. Again, it's small. Georgia, a little bit of Michigan, it's, it's, it's very, very small. Um, people, my friend said this to me this morning, he goes, Hey, did you go to the beach? I'm like, no, but I saw on TV, a lot of people did this weekend. So that's gas stations. There's some, there's, there's some economic activity in that. I don't think you stopped at a store and got a picnic, but maybe you did. But the economic activity that we heard last week, <clears throat> that pollution starting to build back up in parts of China. Like one of the the better stories of this has been like watching the monkeys move back into the cities in India because they're used to the tourists coming to the forest and feeding them, and the tourists aren't there, so they're coming to the cities and like stealing stuff. The monkeys are in control, and we've seen London have no pollution and Los Angeles have no pollution. It's lovely. So when we see pollution start back up, we know that people are back at work making stuff or something like that. This weekend, we got the very confusing Kim Jong-un. Um, is he dead or is he not? It was a botched surgery. Um, information has always notoriously been tough to get out of North Korea. 
the stories that you hear, his sister recently got promoted to have more power. And you're like, was that before the surgery or during the surgery or after the surgery? What, 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 what? And they're like, is it, is his sister a nice person? Cause we've heard some horror stories that the guy will get an aircraft destroyer, like a cannon. You know, there's things on the ships and, and kill one person. One day. <laughs> That's pretty mean. That's like bad guy movie kind of bad guy, right? So if he goes down, who does he get replaced with? Someone nicer or someone meaner? If he comes back and is disabled from his surgery, does he say, you know, my life stinks. Let's take Japan out. We don't know. North Korea has always been uh, a bit of a wild card that as the years go on, they get more and more access to military uh, technology and they, they need less and less our food and our money that we give them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I don't know if I, I stressed this enough in the last segment, but it, it wasn't lost on me that Japan has said Rimsdivir, which is an antiviral drug uh, made by Gilead. It wasn't lost on me that last week <clears throat> that company had bad news, and this week it has good news, and it's, it's essentially the same story, just told a different way. These are odd times. I don't particularly do COVID investments because the timing is too short for me. Do I strengthen my investments during a up market? Yeah, I'm always trying to get better markets, uh, better portfolio adjustments. <clears throat> when things go down, do I get more of what I like? Absolutely. Do I sell into strength so my weakness? Yes. But do I do an ETF tied towards a basket of stocks that are plays on COVID? No, it's just not my thing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. <clears throat> White House advisor Kevin Hassert is in the news. Did a CNBC interview this morning. And you know I'm talking about 2020 is like a push year. 2021 will be a rebound year. 2019 will be the strongest of the three. He's saying unemployment levels could reach levels of the Great Depression. Unemployment for April jobs report coming out in about three Fridays. Could be around 16, 17%. He thinks first quarter GDP is going to be negative. Second quarter GDP is going to be negative 20 to 30%. Third quarter GDP is going to be positive. I think that seems a little too aggressive, but we'll see. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Have you, you run into any COVID-related 
economic question marks? Have you been affected? Um, I have for sure. Some of the questions about the economy are, are really, to me, fascinating to see how connected we truly are. For instance, like a kid's soccer team. You're like, oh, yeah. So soccer got canceled right around. We shut down March and they stopped doing practices. They never got to games. But then you start thinking about like the people who make uniforms and you're like, wow, that had to hurt on some levels, right? Except for people that already got their uniforms. So the hurt was on the individual player, right? And then you start getting into, well, they didn't play, but the coaches were hired. Who loses financially here? Does the club? Does the coach? Does the kid? Does kid's family? I've heard a lot of people um, get really upset with the NHL. I know some season ticket holders and they're like, just cancel the season and refund the money to people so that they can buy groceries. And I'm like, well, I'm not sure how many people have season tickets or have trouble paying groceries in the two-week period, but maybe over six weeks or day. Sure. There's a lot of economic questions, right? For instance, my kids uh, live in California, and California's got something, and this is I'm going to blow the minds out of everyone on the East Coast who is listening right now. We've got something called spring break. I know you got that too, right? We got ski week, which is another week off that the kids didn't get to enjoy this year, the extra week off, or the parents didn't get to enjoy the skiing or whatever you want to say, because the resort's all locked up. So I'm missing live concerts right now. Live Nation came out over the weekend and said, let us be clear. The moment an event is canceled, we will give you the opportunity for a full refund or to hold on if you want to see if it's rescheduled. A couple weeks ago, that wasn't their policy. They had to change and they had to let the world know and that ultimately the investors know. They have a public disclosure thing that they have to do. So a company that has me interested is Vail Resorts because I was talking about skiing, right? And Vail Resorts is publicly traded. Ticker symbol is MTN, like mountain. It's a cute Christmas gift for a loved one who is a skier. And you say, hey, I just bought you $500 of a skiing company. It's a good gift because it may go up to $600 or $700. I know you're saying that's a lot of money for a gift. Okay, a loved one. I don't know. But... Vail and Mountain Resorts has kind of given me some answers on what it's going to look like. They fully expect that they're going to be enjoying a great ski season in 2020, 2021. But they understand a lot of pass holders are nervous and they don't want to sign up right now. So they're going to last, they're going to launch a season pass with Epic coverage. The Epic is kind of insurance and it's free for all pass holders. And it's starting to cover things like COVID-19 and what your pass will look like if you buy now for next year. It's very capital-intensive industry. So they need your money up front. But they also have to go back and make right for the people that lost March of last season. Ultimately, what it's going to equal is higher prices. I have a, not a fear, but I have an expectation that Things in 2021 are going to be more expensive than they were in 2019. Concerts are going to have to pay more. We're going to have to pay more for the insurance that both parties get in case there's a cancellation. We're going to have to pay more for the medical screening. We're going to have to pay more for, you see where I'm going out with this? 
it happened after 9-11 where airports kind of like, well, we're going to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So we're going to scan people for bombs. And they created a whole industry, the TSA. I think there's going to be some industries out of this. And I think there's going to be some, um, like I said, higher inflation. I expect it. If I go to a restaurant, I don't want to die. That's the expectation, right? So I, I think they're going to have to do something, fewer tables to get us back. What's going to be the lure? Um, higher quality food? Sure. But all that's going to have a little extra cost tied towards it, in my opinion. I know you're saying that's a broad statement. It is a broad statement. But I see higher prices and higher taxes. Again, not getting political, but you don't spend $3 trillion in a month and not think down the road of, can I spend $3 trillion more? At that point in time, you're like, we need to tighten the belt for a bit. I don't know when that's going to happen. It may not happen today, um, but it should, right? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. There's so many companies. Like I was just looking through the reports on Cracker Barrel. I know you're saying Cracker Barrel. Uh, in some more rural parts of the country, <clears throat> you know, 10 miles away from big cities, there's a restaurant chain called Cracker Barrel. And they announced that they're going to partner with DoorDash to bring the comfort of Cracker Barrel to guests' homes nationwide. Cracker Barrel is one of those. It's kind of a fancy Denny's. <laughs> I don't know. Fancy IHOP. Um, I know you're saying this makes no sense. I've never seen one. They have a store where you can buy jam and jelly on your way out. Like they have a gift store thing, which is surprisingly, um, a big part of their business model. I used to work for a man 25 years ago who loved investing in restaurants that he ate at. <laughs> like he was kind of full of himself on some level. Like, yes. I just bought a stock that I, I I love to death every single day. Every every day I have a delicious breakfast at Cracker Barrel. So that stock's always in my head whenever I see it. I like uh, 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 I tense up a little bit. Anyhow, let's talk about the market, shall we? We move towards May. The jobs report's going to be huge the first Friday of May. We're in earnings season this week. That's going to be a lot of information. Did we recover too fast with big blue chip tech? We'll have an answer by the end of the week. Lots going on. Stay with me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.